Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. Tomorrow is Mother's Day, and so I thought what I would do for this week's episode is to do a reboot of last year's Mother's Day episode, which was titled Hope for the Weary Mom, because I think it still applies, as a matter of fact, even more so, because since last year, we're still dealing with COVID and the after effects of it and so many other things that the world is just throwing at us, as if parenting wasn't difficult enough, right? So for you moms out there, I just want to give you hope. Perhaps you're feeling burnt out. You're just at the edge of your rope with everything that's going on. You feel overwhelmed. And I just want you to know that you are not alone, okay? And not only do we have things that the world throws at us, but there are those internal struggles, right, that we as women and we as moms experience when it comes to raising our precious children. Oftentimes, because the enemy, okay, keep this in mind, the enemy knows that what you are doing as a mom is probably one of the single most important jobs in the entire world. Raising children, especially in today's evil, dark environment as Christian parents, okay, raising children, nurturing their souls, pointing them towards Christ, it is a challenge because we are surrounded with lies. And as I said, we have those internal struggles because, of course, we're not perfect. Our children aren't perfect. So we drop the ball sometimes. We make mistakes as parents. There are no perfect parents. Keep that in mind. There are no perfect children. But we really wrestle with that guilt because, well, we kind of sometimes being a mom, being a parent, that's our identity. Um, but listen, our identity is in Christ. We have the privilege of being parents, of, of taking care of the children that he is temporarily put in our care, but um, it's, it's not really our identity. It's our, it's our calling, a special privilege or blessing or um, job for a while. So again, I just know the discouragement that sometimes we feel as moms. We, we're ridden with guilt. We feel like failures. And we, of course, you know, compare ourselves with the other moms out there, especially social media, which I will talk about that in this episode um, because that's very deceptive and it's, it's a road we do not want to go down. But anyway, I just want to encourage you that you are not a failure. You will make mistakes. You may have dropped the ball. Uh, you're listening to a person who has in many areas over the years um, in her child raising and my children have not, surprise, turned out perfect. <laughs> no one's do, but, um, but anyway... Lots of God's grace is really needed in this job as parenting. But mom, you are important. Don't feel as though, especially if you're one at home with young children right now and, and your life is just seems to be all about that. You perhaps feel like you're missing out on something or you want something to fulfill you more. But I think sometimes we feel like that when we forget the... Um, the enormous importance of our jobs as moms in raising children to be productive citizens, good and contributing members to society, and of course, believers. Tough job, one that the enemy hates. He's going to attack as you faithfully steward the gifts that God has given you through your children. And just a little update 
at the end of the episode, I had offered some scripture cards. I have some scripture cards that you can download and print out if you'd like. And they were in the subscription resources section, but they're no longer there. They are there. They're available for anyone, whether you're a subscriber or not. And you can find those scripture cards at onelittlecandlepodcast.com. Now, of course, if you want to subscribe, I would love it if you did. You can know when my blog posts come out. They're not regular, but they're intermittent. But I love to pass on some goodies out there to my subscribers to help them be that one little candle, to help them in their walk with the Lord. So you do have access to some of these extra things as a subscriber. And the form is right on there to subscribe. So... Happy Mother's Day, moms, whether you have young children, uh, teenagers, or young or older adults. Happy Mother's Day. May God bless you and bless your loved ones. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world... Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Mother's Day is just a few short days away. And though that's something that many women look forward to as moms, the recognition, the gifts, the cards, and the flowers, or whatever your Mother's Day might be comprised of. Mother's Day is also a day in which many women dread. They don't enjoy it or look forward to it. In fact, for them, Mother's Day brings great sadness. And that sadness can be for many reasons. Perhaps you've lost a child and you're grieving that loss and you're missing them terribly. And Mother's Day is nothing more than a reminder of the fact that your child isn't here with you. And my friend, if that's you, I cannot begin to imagine what you're feeling, the pain that you're going through, what it must be like. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so, so sorry for your loss and what you're experiencing right now. And my prayers are for you. As a matter of fact, if this is you, let me know. I would love to pray for you because no one should ever have to outlive their child. It's it's a terrible thing. And sometimes, unfortunately, we do outlive our children. But for those of us who are blessed with having our children with us, it doesn't change the fact that life is still pretty difficult at times, especially when it comes to being a mom. And it seems that we can find ourselves weary, discouraged, depressed, isolated, lonely, and vulnerable. And we struggle with feelings of failure and feelings of guilt. Motherhood is not for the faint-hearted, as I always say. It, it really isn't. It's a challenge. 
it's a big responsibility, one that has great rewards. I mean, when you look at the smile on your child's face and we always have those moments that we say, oh, it's just so worth it. But what about the times when we're not feeling that way? I know the challenges of motherhood. I know the times when you struggle with guilt and feeling like a failure. I've raised four children of my own, and I see the struggles that my own children go through in raising their children, my precious grandchildren. And it's hard whether you're an at-home mom or a working mom. It's hard. There's a lot of pressure on us to be the perfect mom. We all want to be the perfect mom, right? Of course, what the idea of being a perfect mom is, is different for, for each of us. And I have to say the pressure probably is mostly self-imposed. I don't know about you, but before I had my kids, I remember being there with my pregnant belly and child number one was on her way. And I was really convinced inside that somehow I was going to be, well, okay. I don't know how many of you, if you're older, you know of this show, but remember Leave It to Beaver and the mother was June Cleaver. I swore that I was going to be like June Cleaver, (laughs) Beaver's mom. She was the perfect housewife, uh, the perfect understanding and patient mom. She was always filled with wisdom and love. And of course, you know, she had on her perfectly done up hair and her heels and and her beautiful dresses and had this beautiful home. But, (laughs) But she always had everything under control. And her children loved and respected her at all times. Wally and Beaver got into trouble here and there, but they always respected and loved their parents and listened to them. So that was going to be my life too, (laughs) or so I thought. Then came reality, and you pretty much know how that turned out if, if you're a mom yourself. The fact of the matter is, your kids will not be perfect, nor will you as a mom. I mean, I just, I remember sitting in my car before I had kids sitting in the parking lot at the supermarket and I saw this mom walking through, pushing the cart, and then she had her three-year-old by the hand, dragging the three-year-old practically because the three-year-old was kicking and screaming and just having an absolute fit. And I remember thinking, boy, lady, you've got to get your kid under control. Come on. little discipline here. (laughs) Yeah. Um unfortunately, awfully harsh and and judgmental on my part. My kid wasn't going to be like that. I was just going to discipline them and my kids wouldn't have temper tantrums. Again, reality tells a different story. But the fact of the matter is we are imperfect women with imperfect kids. And as moms, we're broken because we're all broken. And that's why we're in need of Jesus. That's why we're in, we're in need of a savior. We always, well, not always, but we miss the mark off and we don't always get things right. And we mess things up where our lives and our children are concerned sometimes. So how can we look at motherhood differently if we're undergoing a season of fatigue? And I say season because it is a season, my friend. Maybe a difficult season, and it may seem to like it's going to be forever, but it it is a season, and it may be a season of fatigue, weariness, discouragement, depression. Maybe even you feel resentment for your situation, or resentment towards your children, and you're struggling with your failures in areas which you thought you would do well. 
but come to find out you're struggling. Well, the good news is it's not perfect love and perfect parenting. That's the answer because we're to reflect Jesus in our lives and and to our children. And it's not the perfect love and perfect parenting that's going to reflect Jesus. But what's going to reflect Jesus is to be able to admit our failures, to seek forgiveness, and embrace our dependence on the perfect love of Christ and his perfect love for us. That's what we have to cling to. And of course, his perfect love for our children, right? Ultimately, they're his. He has graciously given them to us for a period of time to nurture and feed their souls and to, of course, protect and defend them to the best of our ability. But it's these things, God's perfect love for us and our children, that's what's going to point them to their own need for a savior. They're going to, if they can learn through our failures and our mistakes, it's going to point them to their own need for a savior. I know right now, if you have little children at home, your life pretty much consists of wiping snotty noses, dirty faces, and dirty little feet. (laughs) But in doing these things, and I know they seem so mundane and repetitive, but in doing these things, this is your day to shine. This is your day for you, little candle, to burn bright for Jesus. Because as the saying goes, you're walking in Jesus' sandals right now. He cleaned dirty feet, right? He served and he served at a great sacrifice to his own wants, needs, and desires. Because although he was God, he was also fully human. So he struggled with his own human needs and desires and temptations. But he served nonetheless and he served with a glad heart because we don't see the big picture but God does he had the big picture in mind he could see it and he knew it let's face it moms we need grace and we need lots and lots of that grace because we have a a big job to do a lot's expected of us and sometimes it's overwhelming but in this big job that's expected of us that overwhelms us this is a perfect opportunity yeah motherhood's an opportunity it's an opportunity to experience the grace of Jesus. I know life is, I think about how chaotic it was when my kids were little. We had all this schedules to keep, you know, you have dinner to get on the table. They come home there, there's homework. Or if you're homeschooling, you've got all that. I did that too. You have to get dinner on the table. They have doctor's appointments and dental appointments. You have to get them to, they have school activities you have your own family obligations or perhaps work obligations, church, ministry obligations. And in spite of all that you're doing, you're just, you're not getting any thanks. You feel so stretched beyond your capacity at times. I, I can't, I remember you just, you poured yourself out for those you love, but you know, rather than beat ourselves up about our failures or sink into a deep depression because we're so tired and we feel unappreciated and we struggle to see how anything good can come from our efforts. Let's see if we can focus instead on Jesus. Can you do that? Let's focus on the sacrifices that Jesus made and the fact that he laid down his life for you and me. 
And not only did he give his life for us, but he promised that we would not be left on our own because God is faithful, right? He's faithful. Here are three verses out of many in the Bible that talk about that. The first one is Joshua 1.5 that says, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And there's many other verses in the Bible about that. He obviously knows that um, we can feel left on our own or lonely or forsaken or helpless. But he, he says otherwise. He says that he has not forsaken us. He will not forsake us. You know, God has called you to be a mom. He's he's called you to this. Just the fact that you have children or a child shows that God called you to be a mom and to be a mom in particular to that child or children. So if he's called you to this, he's going to be faithful to equip you for the task, right? He's a parent himself and he's got plenty of um, unruly, disobedient children, uh, imperfect children. So he understands what it's like to be a parent. He knows how difficult it is to be a parent. There were times when Jesus himself was exasperated. He was exhausted. He he experienced, again, he experienced a lot of the feelings and emotions that that we may have and the, the physical and mental stresses. And because of this, he had to seek rest He had to take time out to be with his father. He had a lot of needy people coming after him, even though he was exhausted. In Mark chapter 7, he sought rest. But when he did, he was finding himself still surrounded by people. They wanted his help. They wanted his healing. And this needy crowd, well, they just just kept following him. And here we are as moms, and we have these needy little children that are constantly demanding our time and attention. It's as though they're standing there and just blowing on our candle, right? They're just threatening to snuff out our flame. They're grumbling. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They fall and they get hurt. Or for the millionth time during the day, little Mary and Tommy are fighting again, or it seems as though they've just been crying and whining nonstop all day. And here you are, mom, Yeah, you're crying right along with them (laughs) because you just, you can't take it anymore. Or maybe you even find your anger's building and you explode at the children. I know. Been there, done that. Guilty. And back then, by the way, I didn't rely on Jesus. I should have. And oh, how I wish I had. And I was truly walking with God. I said I was and I thought I was, but I wasn't. I wish my actions had lined up with my words, but they didn't. So yeah, sometimes it feels as though our sweet and precious children are just sucking us dry. We we cannot do the job of mothering on our own. We, we can't do it without Jesus because it's a thankless job. No matter how many times you wash their dirty feet and faces, they don't seem to appreciate you or respect you. Or if you have teenagers and you're trying to teach them something important and they're, they're just uninterested in hearing what you have to say, 
even though what you have to say is an amazing truth, it's filled with wisdom, but you try to to do that and they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. You're trying to feed them healthy. They want junk food and they complain. And it's like they do all the taking and you do all the giving and you're just, you're just empty. No appreciation. And especially if you're an at-home mom, if you're an at-home mom, you're in that house, especially with this pandemic and this COVID, I cannot imagine what it was like for moms with little children. I can't. You're in that house. You feel isolated. You're in with the kids day in and day out. It just flattens you. And uh, speaking of at-home moms, you don't get the accolades that you would get if you're working in the outside world. Um, for example, you know, a nurse working in the hospital or in the ICU and you're, you're saving lives or you're, you're a business owner who's succeeding or you're a lawyer that won a case. I don't know, whatever, but you're not getting the accolades that often can come with many jobs that people have, that people do. Again, you're at home, you're alone with the kids and they're certainly not thanking you. And may perhaps your husband, unfortunately, doesn't maybe see it. Um, he's not thanking you like you would like him to or recognizing you the way you'd like him to. Or you're a single mom. <laughs> Talk about tough. You don't even have a spouse who's going to come home to you. It's just you and the kids. Yeah. If you're a single mom, God bless you. God bless you because it's tough. So nobody sees you. You don't feel like anybody sees you or appreciates you. But God does. God does. He sees your dedication, your efforts, your sacrifice, and your perseverance. And he sees your tears, your frustration. He sees and knows, and you should know this, Mom, that you are doing important kingdom work because he's left these precious souls to you for a season. Yes, you're far from perfect, and your children are far from perfect. What you're doing every day is mundane and repetitive and icky <laughs> sometimes, far from glamorous, and certainly isn't going to fulfill your ego or your desire to be recognized or acknowledged. But you know, it's not supposed to be like that. Trust God in the season. Trust him with your children. Trust him with yourself. And for you full-time working moms, you working moms, you have a whole, you, you share some of the same struggles, of course, with the at-home moms, but you have different kinds of struggles too that, that working full-time does bring. You are stretched as well, trying to juggle many hats. And I know your time during the day with your children is much shorter but nonetheless, just as challenging. And I know many of you wrestle with guilt and having to be at work. I, I get that. My oldest daughter is a full-time teacher and she's got two children. One is a little under a year old and the other one is four. And on the days that I can't be there to watch them, I... I watch them as much as I can. 
but they have to go to daycare, and I know that's hard, and it's hard for you as well if, if your child has to spend a majority of the day with someone else other than family or other than you. And those are the times when we, again, have to just put all our trust in God. We put them in God's hands when we can't be there with them and be there for them. Always remember, God loves your children. He loves them more than you do. And I know we love our children with every fiber of our being. But God's got this. And it's been hard for me, even as a grandma. I would rather that they're not in daycare. But I've had to learn to just put them in God's hands and say, Lord, you can protect them better than any of us can. So please, Lord, watch watch over them. So yeah, a lot of struggles, whether we're home with them full-time or whether we're out working full-time. Let's not forget that God says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made with purpose and great intention and love and care by our Heavenly Father. And your children are made the exact same way. Look at this as an opportunity. Mothering, an opportunity to to rely more fully on Jesus and to know Christ in a deeper way and to shine brightly God's truth and love to our children. Because again, mom, you've been given the most important job on this earth as far as I'm concerned. God has entrusted precious souls to you. I'll say it again. And no matter how it feels, how discouraging it can be, it is a privilege to be a mom. And it's a great, it's a huge responsibility that does call for you to empty yourself at times and to to feed your children with food that matters. And that's to feed their souls, the love of God from the word of God. It's an opportunity and a privilege for you to imitate Christ. And you have such a short window of time to do so. Please trust me on this one when I say this season is short and it's going to go by in the blink of an eye. You know, you're looking at it future forward. I'm looking at it from behind. I'm looking back at it. This season is short. The window of opportunity is small. I I will never forget the time when my oldest daughter, who is now 32 and married with children of her own. And this seems like yesterday too, but she was graduating from high school and I had the task of finding a baby picture to put in to send for her senior yearbook. And I was in her bedroom, sitting on her bed and going through baby pictures. And I just broke down and I cried. I'm getting emotional thinking about this now. Because I thought, she's going to college and she's leaving home. She's going off away from our protection. And I thought, dear God, where did the time go? Just yesterday, we were bringing her home from the hospital. Just yesterday, I followed the bus to school on her first day of kindergarten. And now she's graduating high school and she's going off to college. And I thought, 
oh dear god did i appreciate the time that i had with her or did i let it slip away and honestly i think i let a lot of it slip away i don't think i did appreciate it enough back then i was caught up in so many things one of those things was myself <laughs> but back then at that age when they were little my children your children they're like sponges they're ready and they're willing to absorb all the things about God that you can give to them. And then they grow up and they get opinions of their own or they become influenced by outside um, beliefs, if you will. So yeah, the time is short and it's temporary. You have a small window of opportunity to nurture their souls and point them to Christ and not just to teach it to them with words, of course, words, but by example, to live it out. Because there is a war going on for our souls as a believer. We all know this as believers, the souls of our children, our souls. We're in the middle of a war. And especially as a parent, you mom are on the front line. And hopefully dad, if there's a dad there, you should both be on the front lines together. But not everyone has, unfortunately, that, that privilege or that opportunity because of various circumstances. But we're in the middle of a war, and you're on the front line as a protector and defender of your child's soul. But again, you're not alone. You don't fight the battle alone because God, he's referred to in the Bible as the God of angel armies. And this God of angel armies He's by your side. He's on your side. He's with you and he's for you. He's with you, for you and your children. So here's what we should do. Here's, well, let me talk about what we shouldn't do because <laughs> this is real easy to do and I think we're all guilty of it in one way, shape or form. Let's not rely, mom. Please don't rely on binging on your favorite Netflix movies as an escape or turning to food or social media to refresh you. Or, or as an escape. Because these things, I think, they, they put more pressure on us than they do help us. One example, when I, I mentioned social media, motherhood is not like the perfectly crafted social media posts that you're going to see on Instagram or Facebook. And I know these influence us when we see them. They can take an already depressed, frustrated, tired mom. And when she looks at these other pictures of people, yeah, it's not reality, mom. We see snapshots in time. And usually when something's happening that's exciting or good, like a family vacation or a trip to the park or whatever, mom looks her best. Usually the kids are looking great. What you don't see are the times when the kids are having temper tantrums. They're constantly whining or they've made a complete mess in the house again for the millionth time in the day. You don't see mom in her sweatpants that have spit up on it or gum in her hair, you know, or the shirt that the baby just uses a, a Kleenex. You don't see those moments. <laughs> but a lot of those moments are our moments. That That's our life. So please don't make the mistake of running to that and comparing your life to that. Don't run to those things. Run to God. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous 
be shaken. Let's just take a quick look at that word for a minute, the word sustain. The dictionary definition of sustain, we've got several of these and they're really good, to give support or relief to, to supply with such as sustenance or nourish, to keep up, prolong, to prop, to support the weight of, to make you able to carry or withstand a weight or pressure, to bear up or under. God will sustain you. He promises to. He promises to <clears throat> give you support, to give you release, relief, to supply you and nourish you, to keep you up, to prop you up, to support that weight that you're bearing as a mom. He will help you to bear up under that weight. What a great verse. Another great verse, Isaiah 46, 4. God says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. God wants to do these things for you. He wants to sustain you. So yes, run to God. Pray, repent when you lose it with your kids. And then ask Jesus to give you more grace, to give you more patience. And you know what? Go ahead and have one of those ugly cries right there before the throne of God. You don't even have to say anything at that point. He knows. He knows, my friend. He hears you. He sees you. He acknowledges you. And he understands, even if no one else seems to. Believe me, I've had plenty of ugly cries right there before the throne of God. Your tears speak for themselves. And remember, I, I, sometimes we struggle with this. God will not turn you away no matter how many times you've made the wrong choice and failed with your children or as a person. Don't hide anything from him because he knows. Talk to him about it. Yes, he knows and you wouldn't, you don't have to say the words, but you know what? I think he wants you to trust him enough to tell him about it. Talk to him about it. Everything that you're feeling, everything that you're struggling with, God's not going to turn you away. So knowing that we're in a war, I don't know if you ever saw the movie War Room. If you haven't, definitely see it. But get yourself a war room. That war room could be a closet, your bedroom, the bathroom, your car, or a quiet little corner in your yard. I, I don't know, just somewhere where you can go to God. Find a spot. You might have to do it in the middle of the night because I know the kids take up your time. Because if Jesus had to do it, if Jesus had to go off and pray and be with the Father to be sustained, we most certainly do. Mark one thirty five says, Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So yes, let's follow in Jesus' example. Let's pray. Pray to God. Pray for yourself. Pray for your children. Cry out to God, the, the God of angel armies, who hears you. He loves you. He loves your children and more than you'll ever know. We can't even begin to comprehend the love that Christ has for us and our children. And as the saying goes, the best way to fight a battle, right? We're in a battle. We're in a war. It's on, is on our knees. Now, you don't have to literally be on your knees. But go to him in prayer. Find your war room. 
wage war on your knees. Bring your Bible with you, a journal or a notebook and a pen. Dig into God's word or just even again sit there silently. Be in his presence. Talk to him. Pour out your heart. Just go there and be with him. And again, I can't stress enough. Please don't feel that because you failed, you can't go to God or you're too embarrassed or you're too afraid and that God won't hear you because he's got to be just so disappointed in me. Think about you with your children. Do your children disappoint you? Do they fail? Do they hurt you? Make you angry? So what happens when they do that? Do you just kick them out of the house and say, goodbye, get out of my life. I don't want to hear from you or talk to you or see you ever again. Is that what we do with our little children? Of course not. We still show them love. We still try to help them and guide them and nurture them and love them. And this is us sinners, imperfect people. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus addressed pretty much this very thing. It says, for everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So, my friend, if you're knocking at that door and you're seeking Jesus and you're you're in his word or you're in prayer or you're in his presence, that's what you're doing. And Jesus says, which of you, if your sons asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children or how to show love to your children, right? How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So that was Matthew chapter 7 verses 8 through 12. God will not turn you away. And perhaps your children, maybe you don't have little children at home. Perhaps your children are grown and they're out of the house. And you dropped the ball. Perhaps you've got a broken relationship with your children or the relationship's good, but you know that you dropped the ball spiritually with them and you weren't diligent with them in teaching them the love of Christ, giving them a love for the word of God, or you didn't live out the example. Perhaps like me, you thought you were pointing them to Christ, but you really weren't. You were, you were deceived because you yourself weren't truly walking with Christ in the way that you should. And hey, you can't give your kids what you don't have, right? Believe me, there's things I wish I could change in how I raise my children. And I'm making sure that with my grandchildren, that I take every opportunity I can to point them to Christ. And I still, honestly, I could do better. And I'm striving toward that. Not going to do it perfectly, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more conscious of it this time. Because my walk with God is, is much different this time, thankfully. I know, though, when you've dropped the ball with your children, it can cause a parent great pain and regret later on in life. When you look back and you realize all the opportunities that you miss when your kids were little, and again, they were like sponges and they would be more readily and willingly, you know, ready to absorb what you're sharing with them. But I have repented and I know God's forgiven me and he is so merciful. But I use those opportunities. And here's what I would like to encourage you to do if you experience those moments. Use them for good. Embrace the pain and use that to pray. When that happens to me, and it doesn't happen very often anymore. God's really helped me because I did carry that burden with me for a long time, that guilt and regret. But 
if there is something that that brings it up, I use that time to pray for moms, to pray, 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 pray for moms I know of young children, including my own um, girls with their children. Pray for God to wake them up, to give them um, people to come alongside them and help them to do this, to, to have that love for, for Christ and to not take for granted this opportunity they have with their children and, and pray for moms like you or me who maybe dropped the ball for them to experience God's peace. God is a God of hope. Good can always come out of something. And let's not forget they're God's kids. Okay. So you, so you dropped the ball, getting back to that again, you repent and you place them in God's hands. If God wants them, he's going to make sure he gets them. Okay. Your children still have opportunities to come to know Christ. And God has so many ways in which he can speak to your children and, and draw them to him without you even. You may not be able to teach them in the way that you would have been able to when they were young, but you can still be an imitator of Christ. You can set that example as a grandparent now if your children have children. But you can still be an imitator of Christ. You can still point them to Christ by your actions, your attitude, your way of life, and your words if you have an opportunity. Pray to God for opportunities to point them. It's not over yet, Mom. It's not over. God is a God of hope and mercy, and his mercies are new every morning. I hope this helps you if you are a weary mom. This is my Mother's Day gift to you, and that's a hearty dose of encouragement. Things may not be the way you had envisioned them or hoped for them to be, but it doesn't have to mean that there's no hope and that you can't still find joy in the difficult and challenging season that you're in. Now, I've put together some verses, especially for you, and I've put them on some beautiful printable cards that you can download for free. They are in the subscriber resource library on my website. The website is www.onelittlecandlepodcast.com. Just go there, enter your email address on the subscriber page on the website's homepage. That's going to be the first thing you see when you get there. No spam, no being bombarded with emails, but just access to the resources such as these that I've made for you. And you can also, if you'd like, check out my Facebook group, which is called Candles Together. Perhaps you'd like to leave a comment, share your struggle, or even put in a prayer request if you're struggling as a mom right now, and we'll pray for you. And as always, I end the episode with a song for the day. And oh my gosh, what a time, what a blast I had looking up. As a matter of fact, I found so many songs for the day. And I will send you the link to them. Actually, there's there's a link that I will put in the website description, which you can find on whatever, or the website, the, the episode description, which will, whatever platform you're listening to this on, you'll find it. Again, you'll find it on my website, onelittlecandle.com, onelittlecandlepodcast.com, that is, sorry. But there's a link and it has a whole bunch of songs that are great for moms. Please listen to them. Use them as, you know, take times because another thing that, geez, shame on me, but I didn't mention, of course, another great thing to conquer this is worship. Worship, worship, worship. If it's sitting down and just 
reading some Psalms, praying some Psalms, reflecting on Psalms. Those are great for worship or listening to your favorite worship songs. Praising God. Oh my gosh. It's amazing the times that I've had breakthroughs. Just just praising God. Don't have to feel like praising. Just do it. Do it. Expose yourself to the to the worship songs. But anyway, I, I have a link that has a whole bunch of songs, but I have to point out one of them. And that's called While You Were Holding Me. That's the name of this song. While You Were Holding Me. And it's by Jasmine Murray. That song brought tears to my eyes, gave me goosebumps. Please listen to it. I will share that link with you for the Christian songs for mom. I want to leave you with one little step that you can take this week to keep your light shining in this world, your light shining in the darkness, despite your failures as a mom or your struggles as a mom. But what you can do this week to be that one little candle, and that's this, give your disappointments and your failures to Jesus, hand them over this week, get rid of them. God does not want you hanging onto them, nor do your children, by the way, give them to God and don't take them back, please. And if you find that you've taken them back, give it back to them again, please <laughs> give them to God, cling to him, trust God and know that you're not alone. Reach out to someone if you have to. You're not a bad person, mom, because of how you feel or what you're struggling with right now. You're human. You're broken, but you're a beautiful broken. You're a mom. You're just like the rest of us. A broken person in need of God's mercy and his grace. And again, you wouldn't be in this position of a parent or a mom if God hadn't called you to be. You're blessed to be a mom. And God is going to enable you and equip you to do what he's called you to do. So that's how you can keep your flame burning this week and be that one little candle. Take it to God. Give it to him. Trust him with it. Happy Mother's Day. Do you want to know more about God? Are you looking for true peace and hope in your life? Well, true peace and hope, that's only found in God. If you want to know more about God and how you can experience his love and peace, Peace with God, a ministry of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, will show you the way. Log on to www.peacewithgod.net. That's www.peacewithgod.net. And find the peace and hope that you've been looking for.